Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huff. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to episode 122 of Miss Podcast. Welcome, I'm Matt Hoss. I'm the other one. <laughs> the, uh, the other Iguan. <laughs> yes, I am. I am Iguan. <laughs> it's a very, very central name. My name is Iguan. And my name is, um, no, my name's Dan. Dan Rhodes, to be precise. That's on my birth certificate and on my documents that I have. Actually, to, to be more precise, is actually Dan Iguan. Yeah. Dan <laughs> Iguan Rhodes, yeah. <laughs> how are you doing buddy i'm doing good matt how are you doing buddy yes i'm good although on my official documents uh it doesn't say matt Hoss anymore it says something else oh god you know what's it, say? it saying now <laughs> what, what do you think it says uh, <laughs> matt Hoss official document <laughs> on a matt Hoss official document have you changed it to say matthew Hoss esquire no. What have, does Esquire mean? Because I, I see it a lot, and I don't know what it means. I it also don't know what it means. For me, I I thought it was just like an old pageantry thing from the olden times. Hmm. Well, if you are an Esquire, I think it means like a, I think it means like isn't it like the equivalent of a master, like someone un, under eighteen but from a wealthy background? Ah, okay. I yeah, think that's what Esquire means. Definitely wealthiness to it, isn't it? Mm. But no, I'm not. It's not Matthew Hoss Esquire. Another guess. Have you legally changed your name via Depot to be Sir Matthew Hoss? Uh, tempting, but no, I haven't done that. Uh, Have you but... accidentally been given an o- been given an OBE, and you're too <laughs> afraid to tell anyone that it was a mistake? <laughs> yes, actually, that that is an anxiety dream I have had actually. So, uh... <laughs> what can I just say? Sorry, before we actually find out what this stupid thing you've put on your documents is. Can you imagine accidentally getting a call to say you've been given a knighthood and then you realise it's been a terrible mistake and it wasn't meant to be you, but you just oh, go yeah. along with it. And then even the Queen's like, oh, she wouldn't know. She'd be like, cool, yeah. And then they say something like, oh, um, your mum, this is uh, Matthew Hoss. He's getting an, an, a knighthood today for his contributions to the charity sector. And she'd just be like, cool. And you'd just be like, they're like, oh, like, yep, that's, that's, that's me. Cool. Definitely not a different Matt Hoss. Yep. Don't ask me questions about funding, and then uh, yeah, stuff like that. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it's you. You kind of nearly, in, well, I say nearly. You had the right idea by the adding something before the name, because uh, no longer am I Matt Hoss uh, Junior. I am now officially Uncle Matt, because uh, my brother has just had his child. Wow, I didn't know this. This is big news. Yeah, it's big news. Um, uh, a boy or a girl? Um, it's, uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, I was, I was trying to think of a joke then, but there's, yeah, uh, um, it, it is a little girl. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, yeah, a name? Yeah. Does she have a name? No, she, she is nameless. She is feral. She is ready to kill. Uh, no, she, uh, she, her name's Florence. She's very cute. That's a nice name, actually. Florence yeah. Hot. Oh, that's a good yeah. name. A well, thank you, Alex. Congratulations, Alex. I'm sure he won't be listening to this because now he has other priorities, clearly. 
and he didn't listen beforehand because he had other priorities. <laughs> <Jeez>, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, to be fair, he did listen, but I think he dropped off quite a lot. Um, but he hasn't listened to any Castle yet. But uh, never mind. It's always, well, it's sure. always. I think he's going to be in a weird dilemma now because do you listen to a baby screaming? Or listen to us chat nonsense. It's difficult to know which one is the <laughs> and less evil. Yeah, and also I've heard people say in our Irish interview that it is equal to a baby screaming or doing a podcast. So he doesn't <laughs> yeah. want to, you know, he doesn't want to take his like personal life into like you don't, you don't want to go for a busman's holiday. Do you know what I mean? No. So, uh, um, I'm assuming you have not met said baby. No, um, but we should be seeing her over Christmas, and that should yeah. be really nice. And, I imagine uh, your mum is gagging at the bit to see her. Oh, literally. Jumping like, at, uh, soon, uh, at the first contraction, it's like, right, keys in the, in the ignition. I've had this ready to go. She has a mixtape ready, and uh, yeah, she's like, right, I'm going to drive down to Kent and fucking see this baby. I'll deliver it myself. Uh, so yeah, she, she's very excited, and uh yeah, um, when the baby was born, she felt really kind of helpless because uh, obviously with COVID, uh, we can't be around. Uh, so it, it felt a bit weird. Do you know what I mean? Like it was very yeah. emotional. Now. How uh, how is Mum feeling about having pushed a baby through her vagina? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how much detail I can go in here, but it was a bit tough at times. But yeah, all good. But the thing is, Dan, here's a weird thing. People have been I've been spreading around this news. I feel really happy, but. The thing is, like, it's kind of a weird thing for me to kind of boast about because it's the first child in our family, and I feel really yep. happy that Florence is here. But also, in the same vein, I, I'm like, I'm taking it as if it's my achievement. Be like, yes, yes, I've done all the hard work here. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, it is my baby. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know it's really funny <laughs> because, as you know, my flatmate and good friend who you've met, Brad, he recently became an uncle as well. His brother had a baby. Um, oh, a congratulations! Month, yeah, a month back, and uh, he another little girl, and he was doing the same thing. It's amazing how quickly other people take credit for. <laughs> I mean, I did none none of the work, you know. But the thing is that, like, yeah, it's one of these things that I didn't do anything apart from play Scrabble with the dad during labour, and, and that was it. And and he had to leave halfway through because he was had to cut the cord or something like that. I was like, mate, mate, finish the Scrabble game, mate. To be honest, I think that's setting a bad precedent for the baby because she should she should be cutting her own cord. She's yeah. gonna now she thinks that she can just get away like even oh even from the word go her her parent cut her cord for her. I mean, come on, that is that's you know, a like, kid right there. Like, were you born yesterday? No, you were born today actually. So <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming she's already in the workhouse. How's your uh, how's your dad feeling about it? Being oh, a granddad. Well, interestingly, my dad is. Uh, like my dad is quite awkward at the best of times, right? He he's very much like if if it's like your birthday, he won't say happy birthday. He'll he'll try to convey it, but he feels too awkward to say happy birthday, right? I, I don't know what it is. He's like he's a nice man in those regards, but also he also feels like it's better to pretend nothing's happening. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so when when I when my brother told him about it, he was like, "Oh, that's nice." Did you see the football game? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, mate. <laughs> that is actually really funny. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> He's like, play it cool. Play it cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how are, you, how are you doing? It's like, what do you mean, how am I yeah. doing? You're just telling you became a granddad, you moron. Oh, and also, uh, with, uh, with that on top of it as well, like... Uh, um, my brother's lived in Ramsgate for the last three years uh, for work, and uh, and but before that he went to university in Norwich. And my dad was like, "Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll come down and see the baby. Um, how easy is it to get a train to Norwich?" And my brother was like, 
wait, what, why, why, why to Norwich? She goes, that's where you live, isn't it? It's like, no, I live in Ramsgate. Like, you, you should know that, surely. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, having met your dad a few times, he is quite a character. So it's, I can um, see this happening. That was sounded very polite, Dan. But what did you actually mean when you said? No, he's no, he's a very lovely man. He's a nice man. Yes, he is quite. A I mean, he's a character in the sense that he's definitely someone that you remember having met. Oh yes, yeah, for he... good or bad, but I mean that not in a nice way. He he made a good impression on me. <laughs> uh, well, uh, that is a rare occurrence. But anyway, uh, I mean, I have uh... to admit, when I met your dad, he did essentially do it. It felt like I, I was listening to like some kind of Bernard Manning stand-up set. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. Pretty racist. Every time I talk to you about him now, he always goes, "Oh, he's the guy that loves the expletive, expletive, racist joke." Yeah, uh, yeah. Who's um, yeah, quite quite difficult to move on, but um, yeah. Well, congratulations, Alex. We dedicate this podcast to someone else, probably. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, is there anyone you want to? Ded- we haven't really done dedication. Let's dedicate it to Florence Hoss. Yes. Oh, so when was she born? Um, she was born on the 3rd of December. Oh, so because my birthday is the 2nd. I was really hoping oh. it would be my birthday. Oh, Dan, uh, we we haven't... I feel kind of bad because we haven't really talked about your birthdays. Well, how was your birthday, dude? Well, it was okay. But I'm 27. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't got any wiser. But um, that, that's cool, though. She's got the day. I'll remember that because she's the day after my birthday. Also, moving on, like December's a really busy month because it's uh, mum's birthday on the eighth now. As not my mum's, but the baby's mum's on the eighth, and uh, yeah, it's uh, and, and also my birthday. your birthday on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and uh, also like my dad's is twenty eighth uh, as well. So it's pretty, it's a hectic month really. But what? maybe we should binge all birthdays in a single month. Don't is it we? illegal to be a hoss and not have a birthday in December? Is that like a thing that... <laughs> yes, it's actually a really old country law. But yes, yeah. <laughs> if you're born outside of that time, you will be strung up and... Uh, uh, you know The Walking Dead? It's like that. But yeah. Like, uh, yeah. But you get to work in Poundland or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, anyway... Um, uh, I think we... Sh- uh, but yeah, did you have a nice day? I, I did of- have a really nice day. Thank you. Yes, I did. I did. I'll be honest, I forgot to get you a gift, but what I'll do is I'll just send it down with the Christmas bundle and you'll get two gifts. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. So, sorry. Um, I didn't get you a ripped up book. I'm really sorry. Um, I apologize. Um, okay. uh, what, was, what was your favorite gift I got you? Um, the favorite gift I got you? Uh, it probably would be um, probably Taskmaster. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, because I've played that quite a bit and it is really fun. Am I? Or actually, A Million Years in a Day was a really good book. I read that quite quickly. Yeah, I actually haven't finished that, ironically. But uh, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, talking about A Million Years in a Day, let's go back in time to see what's going on with some Aztecs. Uh, we, we were enjoying catching up so much there, but we, uh, you know, we've got to do the myth. We did. Can I just make one more comment? Very one last minute about your now niece, Florence yes. Hoss. Because her name is Florence Hoss. If she went into show business, she could shorten her first name and her surname and be Floho. Floho. Um, that that does sound cool. Although I think the intonation of ho uh, might be. Um, I, I don't think uh, the, the the parents will like that too much. But 
Because hey. well, I'm thinking I'm just getting her like maybe a, some kind of MC rap name because obviously yes, you, guys, you guys have quite a big rap pedigree in your in your family. <laughs> Bitch, yeah, sorry, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yo, flow ho, coming at you hard. I'm a go, yo. <laughs> We're both rap look, masters, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Look, like, she's she'll be better at it, but look, that does sound pretty good actually. Flow ho, yeah. Like uh, she's got flow. Ho, ho, ho. She's Santa's rapper. That's mm. it. Flo, ho, ho. Also, I know this isn't the introduction. We're now in the myths, but I need to ask one more question because I wanted to ask it before we went over the jingle into the into yeah. the talk about aspects. Yeah, sure. Can you know how soon, how quickly into meeting her, are you going to make her listen to one of your essays you've written on, on uh, Queen? Dan, I would never, I would never force her to listen to it, but I will force her to listen to every single Myths episode back to back because uh, she right. needs to learn. She, she needs. Yeah, she, she needs. <laughs> Imagine it be like, oh, like Matt, do you want to hold the baby? Yes, of course I do. Oh, Matt, what are you doing with those headphones? Just putting on the head. She needs to listen. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, it sounds like a baby crying. It's like, shut up, Flo. <laughs> shut up. Anyway, I think we should re-go into, <laughs> go back into uh, the next bit. Let's go and listen. To, let's go and talk about some Aztecs. I'm now more professional after doing um, the uh, castable because I think I've upped my professional standards, but not on this. <laughs> no, I actually feel like you're the same level of unprofessional as we've always been. Um, <laughs> only because I feel like secretly it's like you just can't help but go back into <laughs> the old old ways. Yeah, you, you do have a bad effect on me as well. Um, Anyway, right, Matt, tell me about last episode. We did the first episode of the Aztecs. We had a great time. Please explain what happened. Right. Let's just break the fourth wall here for a second. Are you making me do this? Because last time we recorded was a long time ago and I can't really remember. But I shall I have a guess? No, no you, can, bit... you can do really layman's terms. I mean, just do the real basic obvious stuff. Like really like this is a thing that the Aztecs believe. Okay. So... In the old days of the Aztec lands, there was like a, there was like a lot of jewel gods. There was a um, there was the the person that created himself, which I, I'm going to check the name is Omitilakulti and Omitiakulti, and there's also North, East, South, and West. Uh, I almost got the English words for those words messed up. Uh, and they they all hate each other, and they all took it in turns to be different sons, and they were trying to find the right son for the right job. They had a jaguar son, they had a wind son, they had a rain son. And they had a water sun. But a lot of the, there was a lot of antics which happened which never was quite right. Yes. Do you remember Mr. Tezicatl? Was that was that west or east? West, I think. West, yeah. 
Do you remember that pretty much every time someone made a new son, he somehow managed to mess it up? Yeah, wasn't he like incestuous at one point and turned everyone to monkeys? Yes. Yeah. Tez Tezcatlipoca, that was it. Yes, Tezcatlipoca. Tezcatlipoca and Quetzalcoatl, they are east and west and they were constantly fighting over every every new sun that got formed. They would fight over it, which is why the sun goes from east to west, but they always managed to f it up and then the Aztecs kept having, the gods kept having to make a new sun and then they'd mess it up again and a new sun. And there was lots of craziness, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. And there's been four suns. Now, the Aztecs believes that us humans, we this world we're in right now at present was the fifth sun. So it's the, it's the last sun that got made. Mm-hmm. And this story, today's myth, we're going to find out how that particular sun was made because it's got its own kind of myth on its own, um, how, we, how the sun finally came to settle in the sky. Oh, that's really cool. So we're talking about the fifth sun today. The fifth sun, yeah. Brill. Well, do you want to start or would you like me to? Um, I can start. Let's give it a go. Dan, go for it. Hey, Dan, you got this, mate. You got Thank this. You. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you, man. No other god wanted the job of being the sun. Uh, that's unsurprising because every yeah. <laughs> everyone else who's been the god uh, of the sun has died horrifically in some way or messed it up so badly that they weren't allowed to do it again. Uh, it's kind of like also, a doomed position, isn't it? Everyone in the industry, everyone in the department of gods is like, "Oh, I'm not taking that. I'm not applying for that position." Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, and also like I remember, like, uh, like also stuff like Tez also like stole one of the sons' wives as well. It's like, yeah. come on, mate! Like, like, what's that all about? So yeah, it's not a good role. It's not a good role. It's like a, it's like my every role I did at uni in drama. Not a good role. Not a good role. So no other god wanted to be no other god wanted this job of being the sun. So a council was formed, and the gods decided that the last sun would have to offer his life so that the world and its people would survive. Two yeah. gods were chosen. Tekiztikatl was the first, a wealthy and powerful god. The second was Nanahutl, the humble god. His name means full of sores. Ooh, lovely. My nana's full of souls. <laughs> so basically, it seems like they didn't get much choice in this. The council has just decided that these two guys are going to be sacrificed to create a son. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon that's a little bit of like, hey, guys, we've got this new position to be the son. And everyone's gone, whoa, I'm not doing that. The last four people that did that died. And they were like, right, if no one decide, if no one puts their name forward, we're going to decide for you. And then and- no one, and they've done that. And then, spoiler alert, they have to die. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that's uh, I think that's pretty bang on actually. And like, you know what? Let's cut out the middleman. Literally, let's cut him out. We're gonna have to sacrifice him. A great fire was kindled, and the one who would be the sun would have to leap into the fire. Tekis Tea Kettle, proud <laughs> and desiring immortality, tried to jump in, but was afraid because of the intense heat of the flames. No shit. After four <laughs> attempts, he still could not bring himself to jump into the fire. Oh my! So it's like, yeah, I want to be a sun god, but it's too hot. I don't like it. It's not good for my skin. <laughs> well, it's quite funny. He's like, I am proud and desiring immortality. Will jump into the flames. Oh, it's hot. Oh, oh, I had not thought this through. I have yeah. not thought this through. 
<laughs> yeah, it's kind of like saying, yeah, I'll jump into, oh yeah, I'll jump into that river, yeah. And then it's goes, oh, it's actually a bit too cold. I don't want to jump in actually. Is that okay if we just uh, just read a book instead? Uh, I like that's... the quite the comic imagery of him attempting four attempts, whilst the gods are like keep cheering him on, and every time he gets closer, but it keeps backing away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like it's like, woo, go for it. It's like, come this on, time. come on, oh, you can do it, come on, come on, oh, you come on, come on, buddy. And then by the fourth, they're like, dude, come on, we've yeah. got places to be. Yeah. I, I came, I took I took half a day off work to see you jump into the flames. Which is probably... <laughs> paperwork I we get back to. It's like the whole um, office have, have quit what they're doing. Like, everyone's like, hey, come to the boardroom. This crazy shit's about to happen. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> Nana Hutu was asked to jump, and he did. First time. That's pretty. That's that's ballsy. That that's is baller. And also proper show them up. Um, because that actually reminds me of a gig I did in Glasgow where I was booked to open it, and uh, I, I I was kind of say let's say I was underqualified to do the gig, but I was booked to do it, and I opened up the show, died so horrendously on my ass, and then the next person up was an open mic act, and then they went up on stage and smashed it. I feel like that's what just happened. Like <laughs> I've gone on. Died on my ass. Have to try and really hard, and and someone else just jumps it and smashes it straight away. I feel very embarrassed. Very embarrassed. So, uh, Tesla Decatur, he tried four times. He thinks himself a baller. Didn't do it. He's kind of feeling a bit wounded. Nana Hutul then does it in one. Now his pride wounded. Tekla Zikatul leapt in after him. That's such a toxic male thing to do, by the way. Being like, oh, I can't do it naturally. But if someone else does it, it goes, fine. If it, my ego's moved, I'll do it. You know what I mean? This is a problem, Matt, because now we've had six sun gods and now we've got two of them at the same time. Yes. But wasn't that the intention now? No, I think it was originally they'd picked both of them and it was like, which one of you wants to jump into the fire? Well, just pick one of them. You know what I mean? Just well, why, why, why hire both? You, you're setting them. You know what? They've set themselves up for disaster. Yeah, they have. absolute cocking. The gods wouldn't stand for this, so they threw a rabbit into the face <laughs> of Tegeligatul <laughs> to dim what? his brightness, and so what? he became the moon, doomed to chase the sun forever, but never to shine as bright. <laughs> so, sorry, ho- hold on, hold on. I'll be honest. I just clicked onto the email page just to see if we had any emails for a second, and I. I usually read the script as I go along, but do you take you through a rabbit in the face of the, the second gods yeah. jump in? Yeah, so the second what? gods jumped in, and the gods were like, oh, for God's sake, guys, it was meant to be one of the two of you, not both of you. I know how to fix this. Get me a rabbit. And he got... <laughs> and they've thrown a rabbit into it, the guy that jumped in second, the guy that kept trying and then couldn't. Um, they've thrown a rabbit into his face to dim his brightness, and he is now... They've basically made him the moon. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a very different uh, ending to The Curse of the Were-Rabbit than I was aware of. <laughs> and so Nanahutu was to be the Aztec sun god. He was given the name Tonatui. It is Tonatui's face that many believe to be on the Aztec calendar stone. Very nice. Should I take it from... Yeah, please do. Yeah. But Dan, who was Tonatui? He was Nana Nanahutsin, the humble god who flung himself into the fire. But the Aztecs also had another god who eats his silipocti. He eats his silipocti. Um, do you want to spell that out, Dan? Yeah, it's H-U-I-T-Z-I-L-O-P-O-C-H-T-L-I. It's really not that difficult to say, Matt. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What is it going? I think it's pronounced Stephen. 
<laughs> yes, Stephen, otherwise known as the Hummingbird of the South, was a god of war. <laughs> Hi, my name's Stephen. I do accounts for uh, yeah, Independent Limited. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's Huizazilopochtili. Um, well, that's not bad. Uh, the thing is, with this podcast, we'll never know if we're doing it right or wrong. <laughs> so, famously, no experts here. Um, as the Aztec Empire grew and conquered, it became more and more cultural warriors. Huitzilopochtli was the Aztec god and the leader that allowed them to conquer. As the power of the empire grew, it made sense to believe that Huitzilopochtli was a very powerful god. So we have Tona Tuhui, who is also the sun god, but also the god of war as well. Is that correct? No, what's basically happened here is we've got the sun god and the moon god, Yes. But what's happened is this is actually a little bit more of a historical context rather than a myth per se. This is basically saying that as the Aztec Empire grew and became bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. Aztecs started to believe that maybe the sun god was actually a different god this whole time. Okay. Maybe um... actually it was Hootsilipoctoli, who is who was already their god of war. So it's kind of like, oh, well, so like... That they would have been worshipping a false prophet and they realised, oh, it's actually this dude. Yeah, and they're like, it must be because we're conquering and we're doing so well in battle that we must, like, yeah, and we only Yeah. And there's, there's good evidence for that because they only do good battles during the day. They never fight on the night, so yeah, that makes that. sense, right? Do you know what I find really funny? Is the god of war, Hootsilipoctoli, his nickname is Hummingbird of the South. That is that is too nice, and that is not the name of a god of war. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's more. What would you call a god of war? Or you have to say something of the south. <laughs> Destroyer of the south. Um, yeah. What was the name of? Now I'm really going. This is going back to Norse mythology. Yeah. Odin needed to rescue someone from a giant, and he went under the guise of a god of war what was that guy's name wait what uh well it's tear was a god of war wasn't he but no no do you remember that he became like oh my god what episode was that it was odin in character yeah yeah, yeah. Do you remember his name was like balthor the destroyer oh, yeah. of worlds yeah. or whatever Balth- it was. yeah yeah something like that uh <laughs> yeah uh, yeah do you, yeah, do you remember like, that guy yeah Yes, I do. Yeah, and we were like, oh, that's so awesome that he's had this yeah. chance to pick an alias, and he's really nailed it. Like he's gone yeah. all out. This guy is like the opposite. Hummingbird. Yeah. Well, I think obviously the worst of the South is Song of the South, uh, and uh, that that would be very terrifying. Um, do you know Song of the South, or is that an East reference? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Song of the South was a 1940s Disney film, which is uh, no longer available to watch because it's very racist. So uh, nice. <laughs> Deep cut, that any, was deep uh, cut. Uh, that was the deep cut. Yeah, come on. That's, it wasn't a bad joke, though, was it? I mean, it was because it was too deep for anyone to get it. <laughs> hey, one put. Hey, if you understood the song of the South, a South reference, uh, send us a message. N- not right now, but like, when you can. Uh, MissPodcast.gmail.com. Um, but yeah, I th- Dan, if you had to be called a God of War, uh, instead of what other animal would you pick? Because I would think I would be Otter of the South or something like that. Or. Like to be a god of war though, but like if you're a hummingbird of the south, which one would you be? Like, what what animal would you? Well, be? because it's Aztec, I would, I'm surprised it's not jaguar. Yes, oh my god, jaguar of the south. Ooh. They had the jaguar sun, didn't they? 
Yes. But, and which was Jaguar of the South would be, that sounds to me like it should be the God of Hummingbird. There's not, it's a hummingbird. It sounds like a euphemism, doesn't it? Or like, Crocodile. Oh, oh, Crocodile of the South. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I think I would be a gorilla of the South. Nice. I see you as more of a, sticking to the South American theme, more of a capybara. Oh, I am a capybara. Thanks to you for saying that. What what makes me into a capybara? You're a large rodent. <laughs> Fuck you, Dan. Fuck <laughs> you. I'm a cute. No, large they're cute rodent. though. Yeah, I'm cute, and I, you know what? I'm a proud rodent. I am a little rat. That's why I am. I'm a little. I'm <laughs> sneezing. <laughs> anyway, um, the, um. So, Huitzilopochtli uh, was a very powerful god. The people of Mexico believed that the sun could not move on its own. As a matter of fact, when it first came into the sky, it couldn't move at all. The gods themselves had to be sacrificed, and now humans had to repay the debt to keep the sun moving uh, with their own sacrifices. So, they have to continue the blood debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess the logic is that they know from all the other sons, this is the fifth son, and six gods have had to sacrifice their lives to get to where they are now. And the humans yeah. are like, oh, it's only fair that we take over. This is interesting, actually, because obviously I remember learning in school that the Aztecs did sacrifice. I think that's a thing people know about them. Mm-hmm. Like we all yeah. know that from you know movies or education or whatever, that the Aztecs used to human sacrifice. But I never quite realized why they did that. And I guess this is why. It's because they wanted to repay the gods' favor. Yeah. I think if... If I was ever a human in a past life, I think definitely my vibe was uh, having my heart cut out in Aztec times. Yeah, that's that's a Matt Horse vibe. I'm a be- I'm a beta cook, mate. Yeah, nice. Um, warriors and gods and humans alike fought in the sky to keep the sun moving. The the great warrior god was the only one who fought for the sun, and so he himself is often considered the Aztec sun god. So there's one official one and one unofficial one. Yes. Yeah, uh, so he's kind of like, kind of like, um, he's he's like the mayor. He's the mayor of Suntown, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Now that's the end of that myth, technically. But Matt, I wonder if you could just, and I want you to read this like you just know it off the top of your head. Um, so, uh, I've got a little bit here about how, um, just just a little bit about human historical context about human sacrifices in the Aztecs because they didn't do it as regular as. Hollywood probably makes you believe they did. So, uh, Matt, can you just off the top of your head tell us Miss Corner, please? Yeah, so welcome back to Matt Smith's Corner. And here's something I know totally organically, and uh, I'm definitely not reading. Uh, so, Dan, do you know at the end of each 52-year cycle, so what happens is Aztec priests carried out this thing called a new fire ceremony, or it's called the binding of the years. So the legend of the five sons predicted the end of a, a calendar cycle, but... It was not known which cycle would be the last one. A bit like the Mayan calendar. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Aztec people would clean their houses, discard all the ha- uh, household idols, cooking pots, clothing, and mats. Uh, not me, though. Uh, a bit like uh, Mario Kondo, you know what I mean? They, they, they've, they've, uh, they've got the spark back, um, and they'll need that spark to set certain, uh, set people on fire. Um, during the last five days, fires were extinguished, and the people climbed on the roofs to await the fate of the world. So on the last day of the calendar cycle... The priest would climb to the Star Mountain, today known in Spanish as Ghetto de la Estrella, and uh, watch the rise of the, of the Pleiades to ensure it followed a normal path. 
A fire drill was placed through the heart of the sacrificial victim. If the fire could not be lit, the myth said, the sun would be destroyed forever. The successful fire was then brought to uh, Tenochtitlan uh, to relight the hearts throughout the city. According to the Spanish chronicler Bernardo Sahagun, this new fire ceremony was conducted every 52 years in villages throughout the Aztec world. And that's what I just know. You just know that. That is so good. Thank you, Matt. So the answer is, yes, Aztecs used to sacrifice humans, but only once every 52 years. So it wasn't crazy common. It wasn't like every week. Well, that makes more sense, actually, because like in that, because I was saying like from earlier, before we had that little uh, tidbit from my brain, um, uh, I I was kind of wondering why it was that. Like, imagine if they just let it go. It's like, oh, it's Monday. We forgot to do it. Oh, shit. Uh, and they just realized the world's still fine. Do you know what I mean? But uh, um, but also, if it's every once every 52 years, it's more of a special event. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's part of their calendar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like, oh, every every Sunday, the Aztecs murdered someone from their town. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, a very sure. rare event. One in every 52 years. Oh well, that's. I imagine it was. I mean, this is just off the top of my head. I actually don't know this. I imagine it was a big deal to be sacrificed. I, I imagine. Do you reckon people actually put their names forward? Or yeah, I think so. Because like, well, imagine you haven't got that much going on. Be like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. I mean, I would have done it three years ago. You know what I mean? Mm. Just, just a bit of attention, really. Uh, but yeah, Dan, would you uh, would you like to be sacrificed on top of a a plinth? Uh, maybe. I mean, maybe if you're like, I guess you know. If you're Aztec, you're in your 60s or 70s. You've had a really good life, particularly for that time. <laughs> and maybe it's it's like an honor. You know, your retirement is getting sacrificed. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, oh, my God, it's such a massive honor. Oh, my God. You're, you're the head priest. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's great to meet you. Oh, God. Oh, thank you for this honor. Yeah, there you go. Actually, because I imagine the average life expectancy of an Aztec to be 52 is actually probably quite old. So... Actually, there's probably a lot of Aztecs that in their lifetime never actually got to see a human sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, well, I, uh, I, yeah, well, I think it's time to go and rank this myth and uh, let's see where it fits into our league table. Another cracking one there, Dan. Enjoyed that. I did Um, enjoy that. Uh, so, uh, how do we usually rank it, Dan? We rank it on four categories. Each category is out of 10, giving us a total of 40. We're going to do it on life skills, morals, creativity, WTF. The first one, as always, life skills. These are the practical things we've learned how to do. Okay, so, hmm. Firstly, we learned how to jump into a fire. Jump into a fire, correct. We how to throw how... a rabbit at someone's face. Yes, we have, we we create we create the sun and, and the moon. Yeah, that's pretty big. And, that's a pretty big day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, um, yeah. I I guess we learn um, we learn hmm. Well, how does human sacrifice? Yeah, that's a big one, I guess. And uh, yeah, learn how it, to really. clean out our houses. Yeah, we learn how to do household chores. Didn't we? We, we yeah, cleaned, yeah. We, we kind of got everything ready. Also, imagine how pissed off you'd be if you cleaned out your houses. And by, by the way, I like that tradition. It's really cool. But imagine you cleaned out all your houses, you discarded all your things. You got you literally got your house in order when the world ended. It's like, I just spent the last day cleaning my house. Like, I could have just been like having fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I actually think it would be more annoying because they clearly this happened a lot where you clean out all your stuff. 
they do the sacrifice it works and then you're like right i've now got to go and buy new stuff because i've the next 52 years <laughs> like <laughs> do it all again yeah god damn it yeah uh, you say it every 52 years if it happens every week oh another 52 years in a single week bloody yep this country <laughs> Um, I actually don't think there's that much no, else apart from no. human sacrifice. Obviously, a big one, but I'm gonna say three. I agree. I um, agree. Yeah, okay, moral. So these are the moral and uh, the kind of uh, fabulistic messages that we learned. Um, so the big one here is going to be Tectis Epochtali when he kept trying to jump into the fire and then didn't, and then did it last thing. It kind of annoyed yes. everyone. And the fact that Nana Hutel just jumped in like a pro, and then Tez uh, was like, oh, "Hey, I, yeah, I should jump in, I guess." He's and, basically uh, no, he's basically all bite and no bark because it sounded like he was quite cocky and arrogant, and then he was a pussy at the end. Yeah, uh, that's a really uh, that's a way of saying it. Yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's uh, yeah because there's a certain there's definitely a, a negative toxicity there for sure, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the big ones. Um, but also, uh, if if someone annoys you, throw a rabbit in their face. Yeah, just throw a rabbit in their face. Um, morals. I'm trying uh, to think about oh. what the actual moral message is, though, with him not jumping into the fire. Is it that, like, is it the no bark? Is it all bite, no bark? Or all bark, no bite, sorry. Is it that idea that he's giving it the big ones and then on the and then he couldn't perform on the day? Yeah, I've been there. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's one of these things where I think, yeah, for sure, I think I do think it's that. Um, but also, we talk about how strong it is to be a warrior and how important it is to be a fighter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the unofficial god, and um, also we learn how um, it's okay to murder someone if you believe that's the tradition. Basically, I think it's a four. Mm, yeah, I would agree. Creativity. Creativity. So this is kind of how creative it is, uh, the narrative, just kind of how it flows as a story. Um, I like it. Yeah, I, I like the idea that we have kind of an awkward god. It feels like a, a Kirby enthusiasm moment where it's like, uh, it's like, I'll jump in, and someone else jumps in and goes, okay, I'll do it now. Uh, and uh, I also like the... Um, yeah, I, I, I think it is... I, I love how the history fits into it i love how they have an unofficial god because their beliefs change over times uh i also love that um yeah we actually had some proper history in here as well which is really cool which for this podcast is a fucking novel uh and uh yeah i think it's uh i think it's pretty creative um not overwhelming but i would say that it's uh it has a savory bite what do you think then yeah i agree i think it's nice historical context um what number are you thinking there I'm thinking six. I was actually thinking we're in agreement today, Matt. This is good. Yeah, we've been in agreement the last few times. Yeah, yeah. I think since season three, I think season two, I was kind of hot headed. It's like pens all around, but as soon as we got uh, Egyptian forty out of forty, that was a a good day for Matt Hoss. I would say it was. Um, Yeah. Okay. Give it a six. Yeah. Um, What's your time now? I'm going to do WTF, which is the things that are just a little bit messed up. So we've got the fact that he jumped in afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the fact the that, rabbit in the, the fact, face, but also the fact that they burnt to death and there were two <laughs> yeah, sons, that's and, true. and that's also true. the fact that there were there were two chosen to begin with. Just pick one and make them do it. 
Like, why did you have to pick two? That's yeah, you mad. made a good point about that. They they purposely picked two of them, and then when they both jumped into the fire, everyone was like, "Oh, I can't believe they both jumped in the fire." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, and then they just have a rabbit on hand who lobbed at someone. Um, also, hummingbird of the south. That's pretty messed up. Uh, not really murderous enough. Uh, no. Um, the fact that there's two of them was interesting. Not really messed up, but just odd. Um, and also human sacrifice, but uh, actually, I think that works against the WTF, because although we are literally doing human sacrifice, the more factual knowledge we knew about him, why they were doing it, actually, it, it took away from the abstract nature of it. That was a big thought, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, should I say something really immature, just to kind of like... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah please. Oh, boobs. Nice. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, Thank you, mate. I think... WT, I don't think it's that messed up, actually. Um, Maybe a four. Three or four, yeah. I, th- I think four for human sacrifice. I'll I think, say. yeah, you're right, you're right. Let's do it. Let's do it. 17. Three plus nice. four plus six plus four. Nice one. Um, Yeah, so very middle of the road. Uh, but then again, we often get that with the second part of the stuff. We we start strong, whimper out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a bell curve. It's all right. Yeah, uh, you're a bell curve. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, fair enough. Uh, sorry, uh, I tried to retaliate, but I couldn't think of anything. Uh, Dan, where can people find us online? They can find us at Myths Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Yep. Uh, have we posted anywhere recently? Not really. Not uh, really. But... Nah. Posted for my birthday, actually. It was very sweet of you. Yeah, did you reply to it? Nope. Yeah. I can't reply to my happy birthday. Yeah, you can. Well, you actually, it, no, you. Yeah, you didn't say, oh, happy birthday to Dan Rhodes. You just said, can, can we all say a happy birthday to Dan Rhodes? Uh, yeah, because I wish you a happy birthday personally twice, actually. You I did. sent you, you a did. text. Then sent a Facebook message, found that ugly picture of me. Then I did the... Hey, everyone, let's send Dan some love. So free birthday messages, mate. And how many gifts do they get you? Zero. So it works out. It averages out. Um, but uh, yeah, where can pe- and people can email us at misspodcast at gmail.com. And remember to give us five cells on Apple. Um, we haven't had any for a while. So if, if you haven't, uh, if you're listening at this and you haven't done so, why don't you do it? It really does help us out. And you can also check out my other podcast, which has also got a lot of ratings at the moment. Uh, five star ratings. It's a castable where I interview famous people uh, and they pitch their dream music festival. Uh, and uh, also follow me at Matt Horse Comedy on Twitch as well. There we go. Done. What are you up to for the rest of your day, Dan? I am going to watch the final of the UK Championship Snooker. Oh, that's how's unemployment treating you? <laughs> Dude, it's a Sunday, right? I've got to treat myself. Now I'm probably going to go do a food shop as well. Pretty crazy. Go to the Sainsbury's. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening, one and all. I love you. Hope you have a lovely day. I've been Matt Hoss. I'm Dan Rhodes. Otherwise known as Dan Iguan, and we'll see you very soon. This has been Miss. Bye! Bye! Miss. Miss.
the way I want to finish this, Dan, is I want, I'm just sending you a picture on Facebook. I want you to just look at it and tell me what you think. Oh, God, what have you just sent me? Hang on. Okay, I'm opening my my phone. Matt Hoss has sent, me a pho- has sent you a photo. Oh, that's cute. It's Florence, your niece, about to be mauled by a dog. <laughs> it's not mauled. It's just sniffing. Uh, but yeah. Um, is that dog? Yeah, it's Doug. He's nice. Boy. Anyway, I... Oh, he's literally feel like he's a little bit confused as to what this object is. No, I think he looks protective, actually. So I think um, I think he looks good. Um, 